Hello, Waniacs and Splaniacs. As of August 2021, our Patreon is live! Woo! Splain will always be free, so don't worry. But if you want to help support us and help us make the show as best as it can be, you can donate at patreon.com slash fountains of Splain. We'll be releasing bonus content for our Patreon subscribers every month, as well as shouting out the generous members of the Acela VIP Lounge. Yes, so if you like what we do, you can help support us at patreon.com slash fountains of Splain. It's going to be great. And with that, on to the show. Waniacs out. out. Hello, Waniacs everywhere. Welcome to Fountains of Splain. It's a podcast where every week, me and my co-host, Grace, talk about a Fountains of Wayne song, but only this week is the week where I planned on blowing a train whistle to say all aboard the Wayne train for the show's intro, and then could not find my train whistle. So welcome to this show this week. No train whistle, but we will be talking about the Fountains of Wayne song. I think it goes without saying, I'm distressed. Grace, how are you doing today? <laughs> no train whistle junction. Well, I did just watch you have a traumatizing moment as you realized that your lifelong partner, your train whistle, was missing. And then uh, Ryan gave us the move it on fingers and was like, okay, time to start. And Tyler was just like silently crying. So it's a lot. It's a lot as a voyeur. I'm not personally experiencing anything as complicated, but I feel for you, Tyler. Yeah, I mean, it's deeply traumatic. I got this train whistle at Northlands in, I think, Flemington, New Jersey. I think I'm getting the town right. And Northlands is the largest indoor train collection, like miniature model train collection, in the entire world. Some people have this misconception that it's a place in Germany, but no, it is in central New Jersey, big point of pride for central Jerseyans. (laughs) Like, everything good, it originated (laughs) in Central Jersey, and it was, like, my favorite place growing up because I loved trains, and still love trains, but I was, like, a train kid as a a youth. I think a love of train connects all three, a train, singular, a love of trains connects all, yes, yes. connects all three of us i um got ryan his train whistle from the internet for our anniversary his birthday and occasion i think everybody needs a train whistle you never know and a conductor hat which i also used to have my head has since grown so my old conductor hat no longer fits me but if you can't blow a train whistle and say all aboard i mean there's so many occasions where that is applicable you're going on a road trip bring a train whistle get everybody in the car (laughs) Get everyone in the mood for <laughs> for travel momentum. <laughs> um, I I'm currently so me and Ryan are all moved into our new place now. It's sort of starting to come together. We're partially unpacked. Um, our second our friend's cat just moved in. So Daisy Lou's been prancing around in in the open fields of our home, free as a little birdie for about a week. And now her new best friend Moose is here, and they do not like each other. <laughs> And I, me and Ryan are like experimenting with where we can record this podcast now. So I'm in the living room with the cats and like 
I like they haven't been brave enough to come and see each other this whole time, but like they're choosing right now as we're recording to like ball up and come sniff each other's noses and like hiss at each other. So I'm like kind of a zookeeper, kind of a podcaster right now. Uh, so if I have to break away, it's me like pulling Daisy Lou off of Moose. God, this is exciting radio. <laughs> this is exciting historic radio right now. Yeah, true. Everyone's train whistles have been stolen by the train whistle bandit, and um, these wild animals are just claws out in the middle of my den. We're, yeah, it's it's a hot moment. You uh, tell everybody where they can find us on the internet? Oh, <laughs> of course I do. Um, obviously, as usual, as is forever Z's the case, you can find us on the internet, on Instagram at Fountains of Splain, on TikTok at Fountains of Splain. We've been a little slow moving on the TikTok content, but we're chugging some out in the next few days. So follow us on TikTok, um, email us, send us love letters to fountainsofsplain at gmail.com. And as per always, peruse our show notes for many, many goodies, but specifically playlists to follow along with the podcast and playlists to follow along with our featured artists so worth noting before we get on to the fountains of wayne song of the week is that we are recording two episodes back to back right now we are recording this on thursday september 9th so one of these will go out on monday and then one will go out on whatever that next monday is i think it's the (laughs) 19th um but yeah i'm gonna be in florida and then i'm gonna be in indianapolis for the board game convention and i do we all like to add states and providences from which this podcast has been recorded um ryan's just holding up a framed picture of a train that's that's actually a framed picture of a needle point of a train so a lot more effort went into the building of that picture than you think oh my god it's true. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, I'm gonna be in Indianapolis, and I, as much as I would like to record an episode from Indiana, it's gonna yeah. be a lot easier for us to do these back to back and release them over the course of the next two weeks. So if whoa, any, whoa, oh, I brain blast, brain blast. Yeah, Instead yeah. of we will pretend like um so we'll do our countdowns this week in the accents of the places you're going so this episode we'll try our best to capture whatever a florida accent is and then in the next episode we record literally moments afterwards we'll do indianapolis that's gonna be really hard because i feel like there kind of is no florida accent and also i've never been to indiana as of now and i have no idea how people there sound so apologies in advance to all those people it's gonna be deeply offensive for florida we'll just like i'll just make like crocodile noises and then for indianapolis we can just make like engine revving noises like it's the indy 500 oh that's good yeah i feel like I feel like that's going to be uncontroversial, except we should I mean, say, we, implying we should say, that the residents of Florida are crocodiles exclusively is probably offensive on some level, but... It's definitely <laughs> offensive on the level that alligators live there and not crocodiles. You know what? <laughs> I'm not a biologist or whomstever researches the niches of gators anyways um but uh anyway we should probably move on to generating um but yeah that's what i'll be up to the next two weeks and i'll be at gen con uh playing board games before they come out which is always exciting Yay! so uh lots of uh lots of fun coming up uh i can do uh the cars next time if you want to do gators now okay i'll be the gatorade gator (laughs) okay sure five four Three, two, 
one. Now that's what I call an alligator. <laughs> it's a cool. I'm like imagining like the slurm guy. Slurm? Like from uh, Futurama. Like oh, the yeah, slurm yeah, yeah. mascot, but an alligator. No, I, I'll buy that. I'll buy that if you'll sell that. Uh, 29. I don't have the dock pulled up. What's 29? It's got to be at this point. Oh. Oh, wow. Action hero. Okay. I love that song. Yeah, me too. Sky full of holes. It's a cutie, cutie song. Wow. I can't believe we've talked about so many Wayne songs that 29 is now Sky Full of Holes. But, yeah. Uh, Ooh, eerie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, great. Let's, uh, let's go listen. We'll put out to sea And we'll perfect our chemistry By and by we'll defy A little bit of gravity That was Ghost Town Remedy with Kokomo. Welcome back, Waniacs. We are here with all your action hero hot takes. Uh, action hero, track five on Sky Full of Holes. It's four minutes even, clocks in at exactly Ooh. four minutes. It's, it's between somebody's gonna break your heart and a dip in the ocean to other <sighs> legendary uh. Sky Full of Tracks. I love a dip in the ocean. Me too. Honestly, oh, I saw it come up on the track list, and I was like, one. "Oh, I wish we were talking about oh dip in the ocean." <laughs> no, I love action hero too, but like, mm. but dip in the ocean's so good. Yeah, different yeah, vibes, different vibes. Wow, it's almost surprising to me that it's a four-minute song because it is so compact. It's literally two verses, two choruses. Like, they must have devoted a minute to each. <laughs> yeah, it does not feel like a four-minute song. I listened to it like three or four times. Yeah in preparation for this conversation and uh, yeah that now that you're mentioning it it's weird that it's four minutes because it feels like a two minute song yeah absolutely uh in verse one he is this normal guy with a normal family kind of uh picking up after his kids and his wife at this chinese restaurant and then in the second verse uh you find out that he's having a medical drama and they cover that ground very adeptly and very quickly and i think schlesinger makes masterful work of getting us to care about this kind of happily suffering normal guy in verse one we got a little chorus and then we go to verse two and i earnestly feel bad for him yeah i do want to make a correction it's a vietnamese restaurant not a chinese restaurant but did i say that sorry yeah no no worries um but yeah no the song is interesting so we're back into a classic Fountains of Wayne narrative song. Last week we talked about I've Got a Flare, which is a little more wishy-washy in terms of like what's happening narratively in the song. This song leaves like nothing to the imagination. We know exactly what's happening in a good way. Like it's just very clear. So what we get is, yeah, this guy at this restaurant in verse one, and then this guy at the hospital in verse two. 
Um, I think what's so cool about this song is that there's this you're like it's like this ode to the everyman kind of working man's handsy at first like here's this guy yeah same kind of continuation of those themes which you see just like over and over again on sky full of holes but you get this guy he's at a restaurant he's picking up after his kids um and it seems like it's almost like somebody sitting across in at another table at the restaurant observing and being like look at this guy family man out with his family and he's saying he's an action hero. And the chorus is, he's an action hero, he's an action hero, he's an action hero. And at the end it says, in his mind, which then kind of like is this pivot where it's not a third party observation. It's like, we now know this guy in order to like get through just his ordinary life has to envision himself as an action hero because of the <laughs> like, you know, uh, m- massive effort it is just to like do normal people stuff sometimes <laughs> i i guess i didn't think of it like pessimistically that way though like oh my god it's so hard i have to like accredit myself with the grandiosity of an action hero i kind of just took it as like i'm a dad and it's the most important thing in the world and i take the job so seriously like i am an action hero like i have to in order yeah i guess like i have to in order to like justify doing this like shitty job i don't like or picking up off the floor or at the Vietnamese place or whatever like yeah I'm super powerful but like I feel like that's a cutie pie thing oh yeah I didn't mean it in a negative light like I think you know there's something kind of charming about a guy like imagining himself as an action hero if it helps him get through his day because there is something really difficult but also like rewarding and beautiful but I mean like it's a how do you pronounce this? I, it, this is a Herculean effort, right? Like mm-hmm. raising yes. three children in New York City, <sighs> being married and, you know, living this life. You know, of course he's imagining himself as an action hero. It's not a, an easy line of work to be in. But just like being an action hero, um, there's something kind of like really sweet about it. A really like mm-hmm. positive. Martyrly. Martyrly, yeah. You're just sacrificing your life to pick up peas off the floor at a Vietnamese <laughs> restaurant. Um, why would you bring an infant to a Vietnamese restaurant? Um, <laughs> on East 11th Street. On East 11th Street. <laughs> you it drove was... your infant son into the city. <laughs> For the most narrow restaurant in yeah. the world. Um, yeah, well, anyway, so uh, what I think is cool is that, so we get this pivot where it's kind of about this guy's ego now a little bit. Like, he's like, I'm an action hero. That's how I can cope with my everyman normal life. And you're like, okay, this guy's having kind of delusions of grandeur a little bit in like kind of a harmless and fun mm-hmm. sort of way. Mm-hmm. But then in the second verse, we learn that he's hooked up to all these heart monitors and he's at the hospital and the doctor, there's a lyric where it says the doctor doesn't like what they see. And so you're like, oh, this guy, like, is in rough shape. Like, this, he doesn't know how long he's going to live, maybe. Like, uh, they say that he's an action hero racing against time. And so now you're like, oh, if these, like, fantasies of being like, I'm an action hero, if this is now not actually how this guy copes with his everyday life as a family man, but maybe started as sort of a fantasy of how this guy copes with really difficult hard to process medical Mm. information with his health he's like the only way i'm going to survive is if i'm like effectively superhuman like my Mm. heart might give out i have to be here for my family i have to risk it and all of a sudden like the song becomes like much 
bigger and i think the character at the center of it becomes much more likable uh because it goes from being like no oh, he's some dad and he like in his head he's arnold schwarzenegger because that kind of helps him get through his day and then in the second verse you're like oh but he might die so like of course he has to come up with some sort of fantasy that's gonna help him survive yeah one of my first considerations was this in a sense feels almost more personal like Adam Schlesinger is a dad has a dad I don't know from which level he is maybe writing this or at least feeling this but it kind of seems almost like well I don't know it might just be a story but it's eerie to me now listening to it after Adam Schlesinger is dead and it's about this guy who is sort of marked for death but he is so overworked or he is so focused on other people's happiness or other people's health that he is maybe neglecting his own medical issue which obviously isn't like the story of Adam Schlesinger but just the idea that this guy is marked for death and can't do anything about it or is refusing to do anything about it now on the other side of Adam Schlesinger dying of COVID it's a little bit freaky yeah i think all the fountains of wayne songs that deal with death which is to say quite a few fountains <laughs> yeah, of especially wayne songs. on this album the working man's hand comparison is great like it's basically the same song it's just a different occupation <laughs> yeah and they is- end with that i almost thought it was chris collingwood because they end with that same like yeah kind of like creepy up to the imagination like is this guy gonna die is this guy not gonna die what happens after i don't know yeah, I mean, all those songs have this poignancy that was always there, but is just like extra forever more intense with Adam gone too soon. Yeah, but just like specifically a song about a dad, like potentially leaving behind kids, like that is so close to Adam Schlesinger's real life story at this point. It's it's free. This is a freaky one. And and he wrote it. So I spoiled that for myself. He wrote it. So I'm spoiling it for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think I saw a quote from an old NPR article where I think uh, it was talking about how they they wrote it. Yeah. And, and yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> to some degree, Adam wrote this from a personal place. Adam lives in New York City. He has a family. Uh, and grew up in New York City. I was reading his Wikipedia article trying to like see if it said how many siblings he had because at first when I was reading too much into that like kind of the first few lines um, it says daughters and I'm like oh Adam Schlesinger has two daughters so like maybe this is like okay this is how I cope with this um, and then it says something about a son so I'm like oh well maybe he has two older sisters and maybe he was the youngest son blah, blah, blah. so I was looking at his Wikipedia article and something that I didn't know about him is that he was a philosophy major at Williams College I didn't realize I, that I knew that I, I, I think wasn't Chris Collingwood also a philosophy major I don't know but that like like that makes so much sense. Like, that's one of those things that, like, I never would have guessed all by myself. I would have been like, I don't know, he's probably a music major. But that makes so much sense and ele- elevated his songwriting so much. Yeah, for, for sure. Did you see that NPR article? It is called, it's from 2011. It was from Adam and Chris did an interview to promote Sky Full of Holes. It's called Ooh. Transcending Time and Place. There's a quote I wanted to read from it. Yeah, please. Um, so they're talking about how the writing process went specifically on action hero. And they said, there's quote, there's times where Chris or I will bring in a song and we'll pretty much have it mapped out in our mind already. Schlesinger says, but there's other songs where we really just bring in the melody and some chord changes and it takes on a life of its own. 
in the studio. Action Hero is a case in point, a simple song transformed by its full band arrangement on the album. A steady rhythmic beat and the faint beeping of a keyboard illustrate the story of a downtrodden dreamer who spends half of the song hooked up to a heart monitor. Quote, I seem to remember that the heartbeat sound, which is some kind of muffled kick drum, wasn't there to begin with, Collingwood says, and now when I listen back to it, that strikes me as a really central part of the arrangement. End quote. So, yeah, I mean, Again, looking at the nuance and kind of specificity that goes into the composition of these songs. First of all, the writing process is fascinating. The fact that Adam probably showed up with like just some chords and basic ideas for lyrics and then the Adam brain mixing with the Chris brain to kind of like pull this song together and bring it to life. And also just the ideas musically to say, well, if this is a guy hooked up to a heart monitor, how do we illustrate his heartbeat? We do it with a muffled kick drum. I also noticed like there's some keyboards on the song that sort of sound like the kind of beeping and twinkling of medical equipment and that kind of stuff is so cool and just adds this really interesting texture to a song that could have been compositionally really straightforward but instead is like really like brings this life to this song that is so subtle i think most people wouldn't notice those details but it causes some kind of subconscious like my brain's gonna pick up that there's a heartbeat here and it's gonna help me feel the sort of lived-in experience of the song I think the song captures a personality type. There are people who are always going to be optimistic no matter what is happening to them because that's how they process the world. And there are people who are always going to put others before themselves even when they really need to put the mask on themselves. And I think from what we keep hearing from everybody else, Adam Schlesinger was that kind of person. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean... He was working on a zillion projects at any given time. So you wonder how much Including time he had. Including when he died. Like, I feel like every new person we talk to, there's like this project he was halfway in. He was about to start. It was a bit, like, I just keep hearing about all these new engagements that were supposed to happen. Truly the busiest man in music. Um, I, oh, sorry. Um, I also found an article that I wanted to read something from. I found this old Blogspot article from 2015. I've come by it a few times. I think they're Fountains of Wayne fans. It's called The Song in My Head Today. And this one, they did a top 10 from Fountains of Wayne. And their first one is Action Hero. And they said, first of all, they said, what? The only Fountains of Wayne song you know is their one pop hit, Stacy's Mom. Now that's a shame. Permit me to widen your horizons with not one, but 10 foul tracks that prove their genius. Wow, I mean, same. (laughs) Literally, we need to steal that, and that needs to be the intro to our podcast. (laughs) Then they say, from Skyfall of Holes 2011, for anyone who loves, as I do, the kink's incisive portraits of English suburbia, well-respected man, Shangri-La, Autumn Almanac, becoming a Fountains of Wayne fan is a natural. Fow's songwriters Adam Schlesinger and Chris Collingwood have, along with Ben Folds, carved a niche as our top chroniclers of modern American middle-class life. Each of their songs is a finely- observed short story stacy's mom is just the tip of the iceberg somehow schlesinger and collingwood still remember perfectly what it is to be a suburban teen or 20 something but this lovely track from their most recent album sky full of holes shows that they get grown-up life just as well don't be fooled by that title our hero is an ordinary sort of family guy fumbling for his keys in the parking lot predictably his rowdy kids totally don't get it to them he's just a dad joke It's only in his mind that he's a superhero, although, admit it, in our celebrity-obsessed culture, don't we all long to be larger than life? And how beautifully this track skates the line between buying into his fantasy and rejecting its premises. 
But then they throw in a curveball in verse two. We learn that our action hero has been visiting Mount Sinai Hospital. God is in the details, local NYC metropolitan reference for some tests. Suddenly, the phrase racing against time takes on a whole new meaning. Gulp. This is where Fountains of Wayne shines in taking the lives of ordinary, just like us folks and giving them voice. As that chugging power pop setting uplifts and resonates, how could we not love this guy doing the dad thing, cherishing his action hero dreams, but still coming smack up against the all too grown up reality, whatever those scary tests reveal. Do we not all know heroes like this? And do we not love Fountains of Wayne for putting them into a song? It's a great point. Fountains of Wayne always spotlights the average person, the everyman hero, and there's something really great about that. That's so long, but I felt like I had to read all of it. I felt like they said, made such fantastic points in that. And listening to the song, like I was that kid. Like I didn't have like celebrity or fantasy heroes. Like my dad was my hero. I wanted to be just like my dad. Like I did not dream outside of my house at all. Like I was like, that's the guy. Like, and like I think probably to more people than himself, he was an action hero. And like I'm surprised. I looked at songmeanings.com and there were no comments. And I felt really surprised by that because i'm like this is high key a dead dad anthem like who had like there are so many people out there who have had their fucking dads who were their heroes pass and i'm like surprised that this isn't more something for those people to hang their hats on yeah maybe because i feel like with skyfall holes you don't see a lot of song meanings commentary because song meanings had sort of petered out by then i guess yeah i'm forgetting like songmeanings.com is not like a contemporary resource for most people yeah not really the the, uh utopia parkway and interstate managers is really where you get your golden years on that website's relevancy i'm just surprised that like someone from 2011 wasn't like reminds me of my dad you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting how, like, the commentary shifted to. Also, there's, like, so many articles online about Skyfall of Holes that, like, pick apart all of the songs, even though none of them really had any meaningful commercial success, just because of the way that, like, online music commentary had shifted. I found mm-hmm. lots of quotes about action hero from like interviews they'd done from blogs from and you don't really get that with a lot of the earlier stuff because the world was less online it's interesting how you know fountains of wayne kind of the the conversation changed with the way the world changed um before we go on i i did want to mention what uh, part of the song they really really love um is the rhyme scheme and the verses i just think it's so brilliant uh what you have is in verse one you have like an a a a a a rhyme scheme they rhyme (laughs) knees keys vietnamese street please sneeze peas and feet those are all the rhymes in the first verse and there's something so satisfying and pleasing about that rhyme scheme even though it's Mm -hmm. repetitive it's just like you know you're like what are they gonna rhyme next and they just find a way to do it and then if you listen to the second verse it changes from that a a a into infinity thing into a a a b rhyme scheme which i think is really cool it goes to tests chest best ease guess rest stressed c so you know there's some like you know not uh true rhymes there or whatever there's some like you know what are those called those rhymes that aren't uh real rhymes oh slant rhyme slant rhymes yeah there's a couple slant, slant rhyme. rhymes there um, yeah. Which who cares? Uh, but like, 
<laughs> no, no, I care. I do. <laughs> Me. <laughs> yeah, at this at this point specifically, yeah, at this point in Adam Plessinger's career, he is like masterful. He can get away with an a a a a a a a rhyme scheme because he's implementing slant rhymes. So he's almost tricking us into thinking that he's not doing it by finding more sophisticated words and rhymes. And he's also doing genius stuff like the the Vietnamese rhyme comes out of nowhere because it's just the middle of a sentence, and then he like hits two rhymes in one. sentence sentence which like honestly like I feel like only adept ass poets do like I try to do that shit when I write poetry and I'm like this is hard like (laughs) yeah no it's like it it, I think Adam was a absolute master of writing things that sound easy but actually are genius yes right it's like a pop mastermind let's do bad ideas let's do bad ideas (laughs) okay I have a really terrible one so stupid (laughs) this is like almost an homage to our old letters to jaws account (laughs) on instagram oh my god Um, throwing it back uh i wrote instagram with the handle at call dss on me with a fake phone number in the bio and then the account is just pictures of my stuffed animals looking spooky and raggedy watching inappropriate tv shows surrounded by matches beer bottles (laughs) just like (laughs) <laughs> um <laughs> just bad parenting for stuffed animals it's bad parenting for stuffed animals and the handle is called dss on me is that terrible should i do a different one <laughs> i mean i like that i'm sure okay. there's an. Aud- I, if you if you made them into tiktoks there would probably be an audience for it my bad idea this week is that i did a little research on where the vietnamese restaurant from the song might be and it probably wasn't around in 2011 because nothing in the East Village lasts more than five minutes. But there is a restaurant called Pho Seng, and it is on the corner of 2nd Avenue and East 11th Street. Mm. It's a Vietnamese restaurant. And I think we should go there, not tell them, but go there and record an episode at a table during a lunch rush on a weekend. I think that's a <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> That is a terrible idea. (laughs) And we're going to do it. Okay, so that's it for bad ideas. Before we go, I do want to give a shout out to the members of the VIP Acela Lounge. Those are our listeners who back us on Patreon at the highest level. Thank you to everybody who does this. It really is so helpful in having us make this show. So we have Rachel Hart. Jason, Kieran Dunbar, La Pontif, John LaFollette, and Eric Gandalf. Thank you so much for your support. And for everybody listening, go back us on Patreon. Help us make the show. And uh, that's it. That's it for this episode. Love you. Love you. Lady out.